Hey, what is going on? It is Quinn David Furness, and this is the end of year three of my show. I know some of you were about, probably held their breath for a second. You thought maybe end of the show, you were going to celebrate, you were going to cheer, you were going to say, finally, 156 episodes in, we can get off this wild bonkers ride. I am here to tell you to hit the bricks because I am coming in hot for year four launching next week but welcome to my show Quinn David Furnace presents the Beantown podcast for Sunday January 3rd 2021 what's going on how are you this is my show this is my voice this is what I sound like I am the creator owner best boy key grip and caterer of this show although I will say I I I went grocery shopping yesterday, and I neglected to get any good Sunday snacks. I am working on a cold brew right now, a local cold brew, Kyoto Black. Um, If you don't know it, if you live in Chicago, check it out. Um, Their store is up here on Devon Ave, but their coffee is served all over the place in the city. And it is very solid. It is cold brew coffee, two styles. Um, But they just opened up their store, what? A year ago, I don't know, last winter or something like that. I don't really remember, but I go there occasionally. It's good stuff. I'm not like a cold brew fanatic, but I like to shop local and support local. And the guy who owns it is a young guy, probably about my age. He's got a little kid, and uh, sometimes the kid is in there when I am in there. But you know, even if she is and got the crib in there and some unicorn stuff, it is a real hoot. Um, but it's it's fun. Uh, but I I should have gone a Sunday snack. We got the Bears Packers game coming up this afternoon. Uh, I'm recording 1:30 p.m. on Sunday, January 3rd. So we're currently watching the early window of NFL games here in Week 17. Although TBH, nothing too exciting going on there. Okay, I am back, and you didn't miss much. Uh, (laughs) I got to tell you, I was really concerned last week uh, because my computer, uh, just, I mean, my Mac in general, I purchased in the spring or was purchased for me. I think think my parents bought me my Mac. Thank you. Shout out to mom and dad. Um, In the spring of 2013, so we are about to hit you know, eight years old here, uh, which is fairly old for a computer. And the Mac is just slow. Um, And GarageBand, the last pretty maybe two, three months has been iffy. Um, Although I was really worried last week, thanks to my dad, Steve, for coming on the show. We did a snack cake taste test, blind taste test. If you didn't get the chance to watch it, I guarantee you, that that episode um, is more entertaining than what we're going to be dealing with here today. That episode was tight. It was snappy. Um, you can watch the YouTube stream on my YouTube channel, Quinn David Furness. Um, and, you know, we tasted four different snack cakes. And Dad had a lot of good trivia. And it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of people to uh, tune in, family, friends, and stuff. And it was just a fun, wholesome uh, Sunday activity that we did a week ago. Um, but I was really very worried that GarageBand was going to crap out because it just has been not reliable lately. Um, as you just saw two minutes ago, but we're going to try to keep it going for as long as possible here. And I got to tell you, this is our 
third time doing a year-long recap. So if you'll remember, two years ago, at the end of our first year, uh, at the end of 2018, start of 2019, I secluded myself in the basement of a, well, the Airbnb was the basement. It was the basement of this this uh, couple's home. They had a little kid, I think. Um, and that was in far western Virginia, not West Virginia, far Western um, Virginia. But this place was wild. If you remember, um, there was cooking the pizza on the like pancake skillet. And I blew a fuse like the first hour I was there. And so it was uh, just there was like one outlet that worked the whole time I was there because I could not find the fuse box. It was behind a horse painting in the uh in the the bathroom very sneakily located and i basically just sat there and did a bunch of editing a little bit of hiking and i saw vice uh on new year's eve by myself but mostly i was sitting on my mac doing a ton of editing to put all my favorite bits and pieces from year one together so that was the year one recap it was like four hours long it was a behemoth but kind of a fun project after that i decided just with the tech issues, yada, 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 not necessarily even the issues, just the slow pace of my Mac that was like, this, it, we're not doing this again. So last year, we actually had my brother Walt on for the year two recap, and we ran through some of our favorite moments from year two. I didn't even have to share any notes with him. You know, he was just, he could just rattle it off off the top of his, off the top of his head. You know, he's a, you know, memorizes all the, all the episodes and stuff. Uh, and this is our year three recap and it's the sort of thing where i could probably talk for like three hours but i don't think that that's particularly interesting to you all um so i i'm just going to try to hit the highlights there are a lot of different things um that i could talk about and i will do my best to cover everything and if i did miss one of your favorite moments from the year if it doesn't get mentioned here go ahead and send us an email beantownpodcast.yahoo.com again that's beantownpodcast.yahoo.com and uh, let us know what I may have missed but I should mention as I sip some of my Kyoto black cold brew coffee here that listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast number one we'll occasionally use some language number two this podcast is objectively terrible Although, you know what? We are still chugging along. Episode 156, the end of year three. That's the crazy thing, you know. It, it, to, to get into your fourth year of a podcast or your fourth season is like, okay, that's cool. I mean, I tell people that and it's like, oh, that's a pretty long time. That's great. But then the real kicker is that we have recorded an episode with at least partial live content when i say partial live content um like we kicked off not not our first episode of year three but the second one was when i released the um the ill-fated memorial day 2018 episode that i did with my then at the time girlfriend um that was mainly what the episode was but i gave you an introduction if you haven't listened to that one i think it's what from like january 20th or something of 2020 absolute train wreck um that thing was that that was crazy i and i hadn't listened to it until i after i actually finally released it so a lot of you listened to it before i ended up listening to it but uh yeah it was painful man it started off kind of cool kind of fun and then it just devolved into absolute madness but i will say 
lots of good things happened to me. Wow. <laughs> they, they're showing, uh, I got NFL red zone on TV. And so I just see the, it's like scoring plays from the Vikings lions game. It's already what? 23 to 21. It just started second half. Like there's no defense in this game. I met Rachel Ramos, colloquially known as Rachie or Rach. She doesn't like being called Rachie. Um, <laughs> this year we went on our first date. I, I, I'm going to do my best to keep this sequential, if you will. Um, but there will be a little bit of jumping around. Um, this isn't, this isn't so much podcast related. It's just life related. Maybe we'll get life related stuff out of the way first. Um, we went on our first date, I think February 22nd. I have it in my calendar. I have our anniversary, um, in our calendar, in my calendar. Yes. February 22nd is our anniversary. We met on a dating app, Hinge, I think, um, who my friend actually works for. She's the director of research for Hinge, believe it or not. And we went to a bar on diversity, not a special bar, nothing wild. I don't even remember what it's called at this point. I could look it up. Um, But I just picked it that place because it was conveniently located to her and we went and she looked super cute she was wearing a very fun skirt which is a bold choice in the dead of winter late february and we had a nice date and i was very concerned after the date ended because although we had a good time neither one of us is super um extroverted so we're just you know kind of laid back kind of quiet neither one of us is like I think we're we're fine at conversation, but we're not like amazing conversationalists. And I was really concerned because I wasn't drinking. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but and I thought maybe she's going to think I'm a total weirdo. And it was a situation where it was like she is way too pretty for me, like way out of my league. So I was like, there's no way we're doing a second date. We ended up doing a second date. At, I think our second date was at Moody's, which is a place up by me in Edgewater. Really good spot, really good beer garden if you've never been. Um, our third date was maybe a Blackhawks game, uh, which is a bold choice to go to a hockey game for a third date. But I really just wanted to, I mean, I really wanted to go to a Blackhawks game because tickets were so cheap. They were like 25 bucks, which if you know anything about the United Center Blackhawks games like that is you never see that it's a steal but the Blackhawks are so bad and that went really well even though she really had to pee (laughs) on the way home classic memories yada 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 COVID hits and uh right at you know my birthday and we decided to commit to each other and we are 11 months into our relationship now and super happy I think Rachie, if you feel differently, email us, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Again, it's beantown, beanpodcast at yahoo.com. And let us know if I got any of that incorrect. Um, but thank you to Rachel. She came on the show about a month ago, made her Beantown debut, and she was fantastic. And I know she can uh, be nervous, and she doesn't think she's good on the podcast or doesn't like her voice, yada, yada, yada. Everyone feels that way about themselves. She is great. She is a natural. She is a woman of character. So if I don't say that, Jane will slap me uh, because that's just how these things go. And um, yeah, Rachel is the best. And we are coming up on one year, which has been very nice to have. Um, 
so that was that was um, that part. I mentioned I didn't drink on our first date, and most of you who will be listening to this show by now are fully aware of this. But um, I took 2020 off from drinking. So I do dry January every year. Actually, not this year. Um, I've already blown that the first two days of the year. But um, I I done dry January, and I probably will do it moving forward. Um, but the last you know five years or so, basically ever since I got out of grad school, I might have even done it in grad school. I really can't recall. Um, but I decided that I was going to lose some weight at the start of 2020. And obviously cutting out alcohol is just about the easiest thing you can do. And so I did that and I, you know, got going into February and then March and all of a sudden COVID hits. And I was just like stuck here at home. And some people, you know, were like their, their, their response or their reaction to that was, well, stuck at home, might as well drink. There's nothing else to do. I totally get that. I understand that. But I was like, hey, let's swing this the other way. For me, it's so much easier to lose weight when I, you know, feel like I'm in full control of the situation. So I'm just at home, like, the whole time. I'm not going out with friends because we can't. Uh, I'm not going to events or anything, Um, you know, not even really, like, going on dates, um, cause you know, Rachel and I got like three or four actual dates in and then we were stuck at home for a few months. Um, so I was just like, well, I I'm in control here. I'm going to start running a lot. That's something that working from home allowed for me to do was run so much. Um, because you know, I get two hours back in the day just by not commuting. And I was like, well, so once you start to see the progress, let's stop, you know, continue to stop drinking we'll see how far this can go all in all i hit 75 pounds down in the middle to late summer probably like july august is when i hit 75 pounds down which was awesome and i have i won't say ballooned back up because i'm not but i think i've kind of like reached uh, a healthy weight i mean i'm still running a lot I, my mileage per week I mean, the last two weeks were, were all messed up because I was traveling. But mileage per week right now is, you know, somewhere in the, like, third, low to mid-30s, I would say, which is still pretty, pretty solid. Running five days a week is what I try for. Um, but, you know, I, I'm at a point now where it's like I'm not starving myself. You know, I'm not doing 1,200 calories a day like I, I was, you know, back in, like, March or something. Wow, another, oh, Justin Jefferson, wow, big gain. I hit him on my fantasy team this year. Sorry for the sideline commentary. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I bounced back up. I'm eating a lot more carbs than I used to. I'm not, you know, sticking hardcore to one meal a day. Um, but I'm just like, you know, you so, I, so I'm not, like, down 75 pounds from where I was on January 1st. 2020 I was you know I was back in August and probably closer to like 60 65 something like that which is still good but I am healthy I am happy um touchdown Alexander Madison is that his third of the day um yeah so I I started drinking again though had some champagne on uh New Year's Eve actually New Year's Day because I waited till midnight but so that was a big life accomplishment. Um, but back to the uh, the podcast here. Let me pull up my notes. Oh, let me mention before we do anything else, um, a significant portion of the last 
two months of this show has been uh, that we start most episodes with our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. And I have to admit, for the first time ever, uh, this was episode eight, I did not get to see the episode. And it was just, I was just SOL. We, we can swear on this show. We already gave our discretion as advice. Shit out of luck. Uh, because I was flying on Wednesday night um, from Denver, well, Redmond to Denver, then Denver to uh, Chicago. Very late night. I got in. Uh, I was originally supposed to get into Chicago at about 9 p.m. local time. And then my flight from my parents' regional airport to Denver got delayed by about an hour, which caused me, it meant if I stuck stuck with that f- that second flight, I was going to miss that second flight because I had a short layover. It was like an hour. So I got rebooked onto a new second flight, finally got to Denver. Anyways, didn't get to Chicago until 11 p.m., which was like everything was on time with that second flight, which was good. But it was nerve-wracking first because I was like, I haven't eaten anything literally all day, just snack cakes and coffee. Still working on the snack cakes from the the taste test with dad. They're all gone now, I promise. Um, But I just had coffee on my layover. And I was like, okay, the only restaurant that I would eat from, and I had no food in my house because I've been gone for nine days, um, is the Taco Bell at Loyola. And it closes at 1 a.m. And I was like, I have two hours, a little under two hours to get there, which, frankly, I didn't think I was going to pull off because... If you if you just do blue line to red line, that's usually about two hours. Um, but if it's later at night, you know this is you know midnight. It usually takes a little bit longer. You got to worry about transferring uh, downtown. And normally, I would like to you know get off at like Jefferson Park or something, take a bus to cut across. But so late at night, buses just don't run at that point. Long story short, I made it to the Taco Bell with 15 minutes to spare. I substituted chicken, and the guy was a total bro. He gave me an extra burrito, and I came home and sat on my couch at 1.30 a.m. and watched something on TV. I don't, I don't know, Jeopardy maybe, before I finally passed down and fell asleep. Um, the point of that story is that I miss Real Housewives <laughs> because it airs at 9 p.m. Central on Wednesday nights. So I I do have a a recap from Vulture, um, and I'm not going to just read the whole thing, so it would be really long. But basically, I'm I'm trying to synthesize. This this is tough. I'm trying to synthesize the episode for you, the listeners, as I read this recap. I did read through it once before I started recording, but to be honest, I was distracted by football. Uh, What we really needed is Rachel here to give us the recap because she actually watched it. It's usually the opposite. It's usually I watch it and I give her the rundown. Um, It's the opposite this time. But Rachel is not here. She left a couple hours ago to go get her groceries. So basically the – I don't – who who writes this? Olivia. Olivia Crandall of Vulture. Olivia says this episode was a snooze fest. So – we start off with just we're bouncing around town. Heather is looking at the construction of a new beauty lab. Jen is bringing soup and cuddles to a sick son. Um, Whitney and Justin are on a date reminiscing about how they used to do role play. Mary FaceTimes Robert Jr., who is her son, I think. And apparently he bought a Prada purse with her money. And those were like the only 20 seconds she was on again. That's like the third episode in a row where Mary has just not been there. Um, so... 
We go back to Park City. Um, so the big thing, the big like tease last week was that Meredith might have been sleeping with some other guy, not Seth, her estranged husband. Um, so Meredith is doing something with a uh, dress for a Kia commercial. Uh, and then Brooks is there. Apparently some of his gear has been flying off the shelf, so he has to restock. And uh, then Seth comes in. He comes back from Canton, and he's, you know, they're just talking. Seth is like, sorry to Brooks. Brooks was being super, super emo because Seth, his dad, didn't come to his fashion show at Sundance. Another touchdown for the Bucks. Or no, that was the Falcons. Gage. Henry, Harry Gage, that is his name. Russell Gage. That guy has scored so many touchdowns in the last month with Julio out. Um, Seth is like, sorry for missing it. I don't know. Hopefully it won't happen again. Then all of a sudden, like, Meredith and Seth are maybe getting back together. Seth is like, I did my discovery, although he just was in Canton for, like, a week, I thought. And so they're apparently getting back together. It just, I don't know. seems kind of weird. And then Lisa and John... Uh, go on a date and remember John works for Lisa it's really weird definitely not healthy and John is like you need to be treated better because I'm your husband not just your employee and Lisa's like maybe and they you know John feels like Lisa doesn't have enough time for her kids yada 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 and then Whitney and Justin her husband who used to be her boss they go they're like trying to convince her dad I think his name is Steve to stay in uh, rehab because he's trying to get out and apparently he's like owns a salon i don't know with that hair it doesn't really make sense to me i think they convinced him to stay in rehab then a bunch of them uh not mary a bunch of them go snow uh snowmobiling and coach shaw is there we almost never get to see coach shaw and i'm just reading this off the vulture recap it says coach shaw tells the story of how he met jen in college and fell in love with her sweetness everyone does a collective spit take before they head out i wish i had gotten to see that um and then like Whitney dishes to Heather about the rumors she heard regarding Meredith's side piece, and Jen is basically like, uh, it's not any of our business, and reinforces the fact that Heather is by far like the best and most emotionally mature one. And then Meredith, Seth, Lisa, and John all go to the Shaw Chalet, and they're going in the hot tub, and there's some like weird Mormon like just talk slash discussion happening inside the house with the guys. And then Jen and uh, Meredith, and is it Lisa? Who was it? Uh, doesn't matter. And they go into the hot tub, and apparently it was going to be like big secrets revealed, but nothing happens in the hot tub. They just kind of chat and yada, yada, yada. Really not interesting. And then that's basically the episode. So it sounds like it was super boring, and we will see what happens next week, assuming there's another new episode. I don't really know. But that's what happened. Apologies, the recap was not super exciting because I didn't see it, and the episode was apparently not super exciting either. So that's the best I can do, TBH. Um, but yeah, we have been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I've never really followed um, a Real Housewives show before. I've seen a couple episodes of other, oh, the Vikings, Harrison Smith, Interception, nice, in the red zone. Um, I've seen some random episodes of like Atlanta, I think, and Orange County. Ooh, Justin Jefferson almost had a touchdown. Um, but I've been sticking with Real, House of Sa- Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and it's okay. I feel like it's not particularly entertaining. I, I don't know if... if um, <laughs> I don't know if other Real Housewives shows are all like this, but it feels like 
Oops, I just spilled some of my coffee. It feels like all of the housewives kind of do the same thing. Like they all do something with salons or fashion. Um, no one really knows what Jen Shah does. She has three assistants, but I don't think anyone knows like what she actually does. Anyways, um, but beyond, and Mary, I guess Mary Cosby is a preacher, but we really haven't gotten a lot of action on that lately. But so it's like it's okay. I don't know. There was all the drama with Mary Cosby and Jen Shaw at the beginning, but and Lisa had a, like a bunch of drama early. But since then, there hasn't really been that much going on. The whole Meredith and Seth thing is not that interesting to me. Seth is just like a chill guy, and he's like a, a fairly normal person, so he's not that great for the camera. Uh, and Whitney's dad's storyline is not that. Whoa, Kirk just like made a man miss. Um, Whitney's dad's storyline is not that interesting to me. It's just his hair. I can't look away for better or for worse. So yada, yada, yada. We will keep it up. I don't know how many um, episodes are in this first season, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, we, we got started. Um, we actually had a phone call from our friend from high school, Edward, um, back on our first episode, I think it was, of 2020. That was very fun. He called into the show and shared some of his New Year's resolutions, I think. I don't really remember. Um, then I got to see Ben Gibbard. Uh, in late January, I think that was the last concert I went to. It was awesome. He played at Talia Hall, and Ben Gibbard is awesome. If you don't know any of his stuff, um, him just watching him up there with an acoustic guitar and or an upright piano is just as good as any Death Cab concert I've ever seen. Like he is that talented to just do that stuff by himself. Um, then I finally i I took like three and a half trips this year um two for work pretty early on i got to go to alabama and i got to go to uh minnesota both for work uh i hadn't been to alabama in a long time and it was okay i had a nice rant afterwards i did some hiking there in the tuskegee national forest saw some spooky uh, Civil War graveyards, but I had a sweet Alabama rant that was on Groundhog Day of 2020. Then we came back, and uh, this is interesting. This got me thinking about what I want to do this year. We did our Oscars special with dear hashtag friend of the podcast Ryan Austin English, um, and it was a right. It was the movies from 2019, so it was a normal year. Neither one of us had seen as many movies as we had in the past, but we made our predictions. Ryan made some really out there ones, and I think I beat him in the picks. I don't remember what the final score was, but um, we did that. And what's got me thinking about this year is like, I don't think we can just straight up do a normal, you know, fourth Oscar special because 2020 was just so messed up with movies. And just, I don't even know how to describe it. It just was very abnormal, right? So what I'm thinking we might do to keep things fresh, I think rather than going through 2020 movies, because I, I was actually, I was curious. So I we watched a movie, um, The Devil All the Time, a Netflix movie from 2020 on Friday night, Rachel and I did. And I was lying in bed later and I was like thinking about this, like, okay, so 2020 is over. And I just Googled like Oscars predictions and I was going through all of the, um, like the best picture predictions. I hadn't heard of any of them. And I mean, I no, I haven't been super up to date 
with all of the, you know, Netflix movies, the Hulu movies, and, the, you know, those are the ones that are going to dominate this year because they continued production um, or, or at least releasing. But it was just like, wow, another touchdown for Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown. Um, I they, they had, like, 15 names in the best picture, like, realm. And I hadn't heard of a single one of them, which is just like, you know, normally this time of year would be like all the big movies are out in the the movie theaters, all the big heavyweight title contenders. I'd be at the movie theater all the time watching the movie pass or no. Um, But man, so I just feel completely disconnected from the Oscars this year. And I just don't see a way where we can, maybe Ryan is, I don't know. But I think what we're going to do is just like, not necessarily top 10 lists, but maybe like top two or three lists in, in, you know, each genre or just like pick a favorite movie in a couple different genres and we can come and bring them and talk about them. I think that would be fun. Um, the Oscars were so early this past year because we did our Oscars special. We always do it the week uh, before, um, the Sunday before the next week's ceremony. Um, and that was on February February 9th we did that. Um, so hopefully they'll be a little bit later this year. Give us a little bit more time, but I don't know. Um, then as you all know, February is pledge drive month. The pledge drive telethon fundraiser spectacular has gotten bigger and bigger each year. Um, this year we were able to get, um, a rotary phone, (laughs) For the live stream, it was awesome. It started off really slow. This was like third weekend of February, and I was really worried. But literally like 45 minutes in, people started calling in. The phone lines were heating up, and it was huge. Um, So I think we'll do that again year four. And I think we're going, you know, we'll have donor tiers, all that stuff. I haven't thought about this at all, but, you know, it's year four. I suppose we'll do it. And uh, I think we're going to increase our matching donations to charity, which is very exciting for all the little boys and girls out there. But we did our pledge drive uh, fundraiser. We, you know, went way over our goal. We donated the excess to charity. It was it was awesome. It was a really good time, really good episode. You can watch. Uh, you can go back and watch that YouTube stream uh, or listen to it on SoundCloud, whatever you would like to do. Um, speaking of kind of, you know, the, the Pledge Drive and the Oscar special, those are both really, you know, kind of hallmark Beantown things. There were two kind of special projects that we had in mind for our new year's resolutions for year three that we wanted to get into. Um, and I haven't thought about this for year four at all yet. Um, I'll have this next week to think about it, but the two things we really wanted to do, um, or maybe two, we'll say three things. One, this is the new one I just thought of. We wanted to intro and outro music, which I really just need to get a new recording of the entertainer going a cleaned up version since I actually have a piano now. Um, cause I always, it's the one I use right now is pretty good, but I missed that note right in the like third repetition of the opening motive. <laughs> and it always, I keep it in there cause it's imperfect and it's emblematic of the fact that my show is highly imperfect, but, uh, it kind of bugs me and I'm sure it bugs people too. Um, but we decided to add intro and outro music, both done by yours truly. And then we also, um, we were going to increase our video uh, 
amount of video productions. We don't do a live stream every week on YouTube or Facebook, obviously. Um, but we try to do it for the special episodes, and then occasionally I'll just throw it on uh, when I have time. The, the original goal was to use the camera that I purchased from hashtag friend of the podcast and tax accountant extraordinaire Matt Fiedler. Um, use the fancy camera that we bought from him. And I just ran into a lot of issues, not with the camera itself, but with transferring the video files to my computer. It was a whole big thing. And I still have the camera. It works great. But frankly, just dealing with my Mac and going through like the SD card, sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't, which is my Mac's fault. Um, It's just a whole, whole big thing. So we still got the camera, but I just use my you know, another laptop. I have three here. So I have my pick of the litter. I just use the webcam and it works fine. You know, it's not HD 1080 4k triple box quality, but I think, Ooh, touchdown or interception for the bills and a touchdown. Well, I tell you what, they would have been my starting fantasy defense this week. And that is their second touchdown. They had a punt return touchdown. Woof. The dolphins are shitting the bed in a, <laughs> Basically, what is already a playoff game for them. Man, the Bills, apologies for a little tangent here. The Bills look as good as any other team, including the Chiefs, including the Packers. And I want the Bills to do well so badly. Like, I have no connection to them other than Josh Allen's been my fantasy quarterback the last couple of years. They are so fun to watch. And I don't know. Just... There aren't that many teams to root for, I feel like, in the NFL playoffs this year. Because we've got, like, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Rams, Tom Brady. The NFC East, you'll root for them. But it's like they're so shit that they're not going to go anywhere. And, you know, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Ravens, whatever. It's just like, eh, blah. But the Bills, mm. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Josh Allen action. Anyways, we do videos sometimes. You can find them all on our YouTube channel. Wow, really bad throw from, uh, I don't know. Who's playing quarterback for the Bengals these days? Brandon Allen? That was rough. Yeah, Brandon Allen. Okay, back to the show. Our third resolution. This was a big project that originally I thought was going to take a very long time. And you might have forgot that this even happened. The Scott Farrell audiobook. So to give you the quick rundown, because it's been many, many months since we even mentioned this, uh, how do I do this as succinctly as possible? Scott Farrell is a man, that's a good start, um, who I once worked with in when I was in high school. He's probably about, I don't know, 15 years older than me. Um, he uh, is an extremely complex character, a very bad, just morally bankrupt awful person who i think is somewhere on the spectrum i don't know whatever he ran used to run this opera company another interception for the bills they just scored their pick six two seconds ago man Tua is trash um scott farrell i worked for his opera company for one like like a 10-week period he paid me 35 dollars, which was awesome he his opera company sucked anyways i kept tabs on him uh, after that, just because he's just really strange. He talks very strangely. He's just very 
weird mannerisms. He lived in his grandmother's house in a bad part of town in Rockford and had cat memes in picture frames around the house. I can has cheeseburger. I, I don't know. Like this, the weirdest crap you have ever seen. So I kept tabs on Scott. He wrote an audiobook three years ago, something like that. And it was, I, Matt Fiedler and I bought each other copies for Christmas and, you know, end of 2019. And I decided that I was going to record it on audiobook um, <laughs> as a present to the fans and followers. So I did that and it was, you know, it's a pretty long book. I can't tell you how many pages, one, because I forgot to, because the book stops having page numbers at like page 148 or something. Just inexplicably, the page numbers disappear. Um, the book is awful. It's written very poorly. It is literally just Scott's like day to day for the first 35 whatever years of his life. Um, yada, yada, yada. We recorded the whole thing. At first, it was taking a really long time, but then work from home started and I had a lot more time to do it. The whole thing is unlisted on YouTube for copyright reasons. If you want to listen to it, shoot me a message. I can send it to you. I think I might listen to it again at some point this year just to have on. I don't know. I really want Scott to write a sequel though. And here's why. Recently, Scott left his job as choir director at Cherry Valley uh, United Methodist Church. Wow, Cam, we cut out again. What I was going to say is Cam went out for a touchdown catch. She caught one from uh, Jacoby Myers, I think. Whatever. Um, Scott left Cherry Valley. He moved to Seattle maybe five or six months ago, maybe a little bit less than that, uh, maybe like three months ago. He at first didn't have a job. He just wanted to move out there because um, one of the things at the end of Scott Farrell's audiobook that he gets into is amateur pornography. So Scott has like a like a only fans just for fans are the same thing, but it's basically he's basically a cam girl, um, you know, prostitutes himself online um he's also been shooting some amateur porn anyways he wanted to go out to seattle because he heard the porn was good out there so he now lives and this is all just from me ghost stalking his porn twitter account he has a personal page and he has a porn account and he doesn't do anything on his personal page just on his porn account which you think would be backwards anyways um he lives with randos in seattle that he doesn't know, and apparently he hates his roommates. He can't wait to move out. I don't know what to tell you. He has recently started working at Amazon. Um, there are so many NSFW things that I can't talk about. Uh, and, yeah, he lives in Seattle now. I'm glad he found a job. Anyways, I thought there was something else I was going to say. Whatever. Um, so that's Scott Farrell. We did the audiobook. We completed it. It's in like four separate audio clips on YouTube. Wow. J.K. Dobbins is off to the races. Oh, he's, is anyone going to catch him? Ooh, nope. Touchdown. Wow. It is 38 to 3 Baltimore in the third quarter still. That game is a massacre. None of these games are interesting. Um, <laughs> I should really stop watching football as I record the podcast. I said I was going to keep this one short, and we're still on, like, February of uh, year three. Anyways, so we did that audiobook. That was a big project. If you want to listen to it, it goes up until, like, 2017. Um, 
I really think Scott should write a I, – I should create a ghost Twitter or something, message him, or a fake Twitter, not ghost Twitter, and try to get him to write a second book. Um, the big story of 2020, COVID-19 hit, right? Um, well, it hit places at different times, but in, here in Chicago, shit really hit the fan around St. Patrick's Day, my birthday. Um, my birthday podcast this year was not terribly exciting uh, because – I was going to have friends over. It was going to be exciting. I bought materials for G&Ts, although I wasn't going to drink. I was just going to make them. And I still have the materials for G&Ts, minus the limes. I still have, <laughs> since literally the second week of March, I have had a two liter of, oh, that looks like a personal foul hit to the head, um, a two liter of um, G, no, of tea, tonic in my fridge, still unopened, and a handle of gin that I bought from uh, the Hans Liquor Store, which I think they sold, I think is new ownership, um, on Devon there, right by my apartment. Maybe I'll get into that later. TBD. Uh, G&Ts are, are TBD. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want a G&T without the lime, you know? But, uh, so yeah, so my birthday ended up being just me alone. I ended up working. That was the last day of like legit in the office work, Monday, March 16th. And I went back to my office a few times for a variety of reasons. Once, cause we were actually in the office for orientation in August. And then once due to a tornado, which uh, we'll talk about in a second here. Um, I did one kind of fun thing. We did one Beantown Unplugged this year. If you're not familiar, Beantown Unplugged is just kind of when I want to do something for the show that is not just like a weekly episode. Um, oftentimes they're music related, although we did bourbon tasting one time. Um, I'm trying to remember. We have There's like eight or nine Beantown Unplugged now. Um, we did one this year. It was our, it was really funky. I don't know why I felt inspired or compelled to do this, but we did it anyways. It was our money for nothing acapella cover. It was literally me with just my body, my mouth and my hands for percussion doing individual tracks, putting them all together, covering the dire straight song money for nothing. If you didn't listen to it, you can go check it out. It was kind of fun. And I mean, it, it, like the lowest of low production values, I think it went okay, to be honest. Like it wasn't a total crap shoot. Um, it was kind of fun. Anyways, uh, we had Matt Fiedler on for the uh, third year of our taxes special. Uh, my taxes, actually year four is going to be fun because my taxes are not, I wouldn't say significantly more complicated in year four here when we eventually do them this spring, but they will be a little bit more complicated. And here's why. Checking back in with a uh, life update. So if I was going to summarize 2020 from like a life perspective, obviously I'd start with, you know, being dry the whole time and losing 75 pounds. But another big thing I did was I picked up two big side hustles. One is software testing through an online website. And it was originally just, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but I ended up really hitting it hard with work from home. And I made like eight grand off of it this year for a little, you know, some time and just like constantly having it open and accessible. But, um, that was a lot of extra cash. And then the big cash cow was working uh, with a consulting company who I had worked with kind of just on like a very 
random spot check uh, around this time of year for college applications uh, basis in the past two years leading up to this year. Um, but back in April, it was, it was weird how it all went down. Originally, they offered, they wanted me to come on and work 20 hours a week, and they were going to pay me like 50 grand or something. It was crazy for the whole year. Um, and I was like, obviously, this would be a life-changing thing money-wise, but I would just be working so much. And I didn't know all the specific details of like, how am I actually going to log hours like is it actually 20 hours or is it just like the work equivalent of 20 hours and I can do it as fast as I want, whatever. So at first I was like, I don't think I can do it. But then a week later I emailed um, the president and it was like, I don't think I can do that, but here's what I can do. Anyways, we come to an agreement and I don't, I don't know how much I've talked about it on the show. Essentially since June, um, outside of normal business hours, I've been working 10 hours a week and uh, making decent money. Um, more than decent money, really solid money. Ooh, interception for the Dolphins. Maybe they're not dead yet. Um, they took out Josh Allen. Um, I work 10 hours a week for a consulting company, um, educational tech. I work with you know eighth graders, seniors in high schools, all that fun stuff, essay editing, finding summer programs, yada, 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 the whole gamut. Uh, so that has kept me very busy, and that's where my third computer is from. But um, the reason I mentioned that is... Uh, because our taxes special this year is now going to include a lot of independent contracting stuff. And there's a software testing stuff. And essentially what I had to do, if you've never been an independent contractor before, there's self-employment tax. And there's basically two ways to like pay your taxes. Because no one is, you don't have a, you know, there's no W-2 withholding for my two side hustles, but I'm making way more than, you know, the threshold for not paying taxes. Um, so essentially what I had to do is change, we're getting real technical here on the year three recap, but this was a big stressor for me. I had to change my W-2 withholding amount, both federal and state, through my primary job um, and just like guess, for how much to take out per paycheck. Um, ooh, nice catch for Justin Jefferson. Uh, and I just hope that what I did was was fairly accurate. I have no idea how taxes are going to go this year. I don't know if I was way too aggressive with how much I withheld or not aggressive enough. Um, so I don't know if I'm getting a gigantic tax refund, if I'm going to owe a huge bill, really hoping I don't owe any penalties, uh, because you can either do it that way by, if you do have, you know, if you have multiple sources of income, but you do have a, you know, W2 for withholding, I think it is, it's not W4, right? Maybe, I don't know. Apologies for anyone listening to this who knows the answer and they're just cringing because I'm getting it wrong. But, um, you can either do it that way or you could do estimated, quarterly tax payments, which is just a whole new world of stuff that I don't know anything about. It was very stressful back. I started doing this in June with uh, the consulting company. So I've been working three jobs ever since then, uh, which is a lot sometimes. Other times it's not so bad, but um, I've been saving a lot, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, Matt Feather, if you're listening to this, we are going to have a whole lot of questions for you. (laughs) So buckle up buddy. And thanks again for coming on the podcast in year four. Uh, We got into a quarantine routine. We had, I think my favorite guest spot of 2020 year three, we didn't do a ton of guest spots. 
we had sister come on she did our uh fantasy football preview thank you to sister for coming on there and she had a great fantasy football year until the end when things kind of bottomed out but my favorite guest i think of uh 2020 for our easter special you know usually i'll do something oh the patriots scored another touchdown wow um something religious we've done an easter sermon in the past yada 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 we usually talk about passover all that fun stuff we had my first boss tim muther detasseling legend and chemistry teacher to the stars and wrestling coach and soccer coach um tim muther came on the podcast and we caught up i don't think i had talked to uh tim in like I don't remember what it was, like eight years, seven years, something like that. And that phone call was literally the first time we, we've talked outside of just you know random Facebook comments and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Tim had a lot of great insights. He is a very uh, funny man and also very poignant. So that was great to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, I consider it a great honor. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to pause the GarageBand stream because I am skeptical of how well it's working right now. And here we are um, back. So that was Easter, early April. And then uh, we got to uh, some some solid episodes in May. We did our top 10 horse names of 2020, which is has turned into a an annual tradition here on the Beantown Podcast where we talk about um, basically, you know, if you've ever watched the Kentucky Derby or any horse race, really, uh, I'd never watch any other than the Triple Crown races, but you always have some really wild names. And so back in 2018, I decided that we were going to do, um, you know, funny, I was going to make up my own horse names. And they're ones that are pretty funky and most of the times have, you know, some funny stories behind them. But we've done that for three straight years now. And uh, just in case you forgot, because I didn't remember, um, the 10 we had this year were <laughs> Buffalo Nickel, Chicago Handshake, One Point Safety, Soft Serve, all one word, but both S's capitalized, Blessed Assurance, Why Not, W-H-Y-N-A-U-G-H-T, question mark, Going Postal, Nebuchadnezzar, Pony Express and Irregardless was our top horse name of uh, 2020. So we did that show for the Kentucky Derby, which actually I think was postponed. The Kentucky Derby happened in like September or something like that. I don't think I watched it live. Um, we had our Mother's Day special. We got the idea to make a Beantown Credits wrap back in May, which has not yet fully come to fruition. But if you think that I am done with that or gave up on the idea that is not true. In fact, I was just thinking about it the other day. Now that we have a mic stand, I'm thinking that we might get back into it. Beantown Credits Rep, if you have any verses you want to throw down, shoot me a message, okay? Um, now would be a good time. We are, I promise, well over halfway done with the year three recap because I'm just running out of gas, man. Um, but I should take a pause and we will do a read from our ads, um, our ad sponsors. Thank you so much for sponsoring unofficially the show, whether you know it or not. Um, and I will just give a quick tease, uh, teaser that I have a new, I'm not going to announce what it is because you'll see it on Instagram. Uh, follow me at Q.QueenD. We have a new paid promotion coming up. So a couple months ago we had our Cafe du Chateau French Press 
which uh, I just used this morning. Thank you to Rachel for making us coffee. It was scrumptious as always. Uh, but we have another one. Uh, I got an Instagram DM a couple days ago um, while I was at my parents' house, actually. And uh, we have a new paid product placement coming up. This one, this product is particularly silly, uh, but I think you're going to like it. We'll, we'll try to put it out there this week. Uh, but let's read, let's hear from our ads. And uh, you know this first one well because the owner, creator, president, and CEO of this particular company was just on our show last week. Uh, and the ad read is for Home Pride Inspection Services. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know that you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call. Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or just visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I will mention I was going for a long walk by myself at my parents' house about a week ago and my parents, excuse me, have a, a new house little bit of belching here live on the podcast um but they wow it just keeps coming um they live in the same neighborhood that they used to so they lived in the same neighborhood for ever since they moved out there which was what six years ago something like that and i still don't know the full layout of the neighborhood i have a pretty good sense wow the vikings just went for on a fourth down and got sacked from the one-yard line, and Kirk Cousins got sacked at the 10, but I think they might call roughing the passer, which it didn't look like, but whatever. Um, anyways, I don't know it as well as I should. Yeah, they called roughing the passer. Wow, I'll have to see that again. It didn't look like it. Um, I was checking my phone because it was getting dark. I was trying to get back to my parents' house, and I didn't really know where I was, and so I'm looking for the house on my Google Maps app, and my phone is starting to freak out. Um, Wow, that's going to be on like, I'm looking at the game here. That's going to be on like the bad sports refs Twitter. That is, how is that roughing the passer? It's like the most basic sack of all time. Um, and I'm a Vikings fan, although I kind of want them to lose this game. Better draft position. I was trying to find my parents' house, and all of a sudden I open up Google Maps, and what do I see? A little icon on the maps for home Pride, Oregon. And I was like, whoa. The ad, it's it's for my parents' old house, which is not where I was trying to go. But I didn't know they're officially made it onto Google Maps. So, Pops, you know you made it. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series, especially last week I pulled Double Duty. Dad did great. He hasn't done very many podcasts or radio interviews in the past, but he was a natural with the microphone. Samson, we're getting ready for year four with you. would still have a paid partnership. Nothing yet. We'll DM you again. Um, I still, if you're curious, I read off a Google Docs from my phone, and I still have here, tell the TV guide story. Long-time listeners. We're we're going back into the archives here. Um, I, like, at the beginning of my show, 
um, three years ago had been offered a TV guide subscription using my like spirit miles or something. Cause they weren't enough to buy a flight, but they were going to expire yada, yada, yada. So I, I bought a, a year long subscription to the TV guide, which the irony of it was at that point, I lived in a studio apartment at 817 St. Paul street in Baltimore. I didn't own a TV <laughs> and I still don't have cable. So it's, I mean, I have a TV now, but no cable, whatever. They sent me, I think, four copies of the TV guide, and then they just stopped, and that's all I ever got. So um, we haven't told the T. We haven't spoken about the TV guide in a while because I haven't gotten one in two and a half years. But um, last one here, uh, our newest ad sponsor, Cuts by Q, Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle, and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter. Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, Mariano Rivera style, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fohawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut. Q-U-T-Z. By Q at yahoo.com. Okay, one last time for year three before we ring in year four. Oh, and you need a fresh do something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Wow, our last ad read of year three. So special. The Vikings, they just ran their fifth play from inside the like two yard line and they finally just now got got their touchdown on a Kirk Cousins sneak. They literally ran the ball up the gut the first three times, nothing. Wow, Kirk Cousins is doing the gritty. <laughs> uh the four on fourth down, they went for a pass. Kirk Cousins got sacked at the ten. They called roughing the passer inexplicably. First down, they run it up the gut, nothing again. And then finally they decide like they should it on this 10 years ago it's just qb sneak and they got a touchdown whatever uh vikings are up big now um okay welcome back to the uh year three recap and we're flying through here we're getting closer to the end uh we left off in the middle of like june or so let me pull my notes back up here and get a drink of my coffee because we are hitting the hour mark and i'm getting kind of thirsty so something we did, starting in, uh, it was our first episode of June, it was kind of random, but I had a lot of fun with it, and the response was overwhelmingly positive. We did a power ranking of American Girl Dolls, not all of them, just some of the OGs, I think we had like seven or eight, and it got a very positive response, and power ranking shows have now become a staple. Wow, what a touchdown catch for Chase Claypool. Had that guy on my bench, rookie from Notre Dame. That was beautiful. Um, We did a number of power ranking episodes this year, and they were a lot of fun. We did one all about American Girl Dolls. 
Um, we had one that was um, just kind of a side note, uh, some Coldplay albums. We ranked the Coldplay albums. We did. Thank you to uh, hashtag friend of the podcast and uh, frequent caller Tark Shahada. Uh, he suggested we do an invasive species power ranking, so we did that one. Uh, we definitely power ranked donuts back in like October, September, late August, something like that. And I don't know, did we do any other ones? I think that was the last time we've done power rankings was the donuts. But yeah. Um, Oh, well, we we reviewed Christmas movies a couple weeks ago, and that wasn't an official Power Rankings episode, but I did rank them. Um, Not very many people listened to that one. Apparently, people don't like Christmas movies. Duly noted. Um, But we did a bunch of those this year, and we'll definitely do uh, a lot more in year four. Those are fun. It gives, you know, it's kind of just like you have a little bit of uh, creative like a skeleton, a structure, man, the bills are just running up the score on the dolphins. Um, and then I get the space to, you know, just kind of be fun and, and go wild with it. So we did a lot of those. Thanks to the fans, uh, for, you know, suggesting ideas. And if you have more ideas, send us, send them our way. You already know the email. You can already, uh, or also tweet at us. We are at Beantown cast or my personal, which is the only one I use is, uh, at white buns with a Z. Uh, we did a nice, we ranted, you know, against Alabama early in the year. We ranted against St. Louis, two of the worst places on earth, uh, in June. We did our Father's Day song on June 21st. This was our third year of doing it. The first year was, um, it's kind of a up-tempo guitar one. We talked about Bob Evans, mummies, all that fun stuff, kind of a ballad. The second one was uh, had a lot of auto-tune going on and fun, fancy effects. Uh, <laughs> and it was something with Macy's Parade, whatever. The third one was like a Randy Newman parody. Got to use the piano for it, I think. Um, and it was really hard to understand what I was saying because I, I just basically just like pretended to be Randy Newman turned up to 11. Um, that was our song for year three. That has become a tradition on the show that we kept going this year, and we will have uh, a song for year four, I'm sure. I still got five or six months to get that one written. Uh, We did, uh, I played a lot of trivia in the early part of quarantine, Um, so I decided to do my own Beantown trivia episode, and that was something that we had a a pretty positive reception um, with, and I never did it again, so I'm sure I will have it again this year, if not, you know, one episode, maybe multiple, but um, that was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who played along at home. Uh, we had our July 4th, 4th of July special. I told the story of getting fired. <laughs> the only job I've ever been fired from, uh, well, that's not true. <laughs> Got fired from a church too. Um, although it wasn't officially fired, it was just we ran out of money, which I think was their excuse, but also I think was true. Um, Pastor Dwight McConnell Sr., um, I got fired from the Boyd Angel Symphony Orchestra. Long story short, they gave me not enough time to learn a Harry Potter piece on the glockenspiel. Um, it's not even a glockenspiel. It's like a xylophone or something. Wow. Hayden Hurst is a touchdown machine. Um, and I got fired after playing for Paul Ryan. Getting into July here, I bought a foot bath, which was awesome. Uh, we had a whole bunch of MP3 player issues this year. Basically, what happened was 
my iPod Nano that I bought when I was in like middle school, a green little like third gen one. It's still in rice. It's been there for the last eight months. I'm still hopeful. Okay. It just needs more time. Basically, I went on a, I ran a half marathon or something. It was raining out and it did great until like the last half mile. Not even kidding. It died. Um, never to be revived again. I bought an, an MP3 player because I just wanted something cheap. So it's just for running uh, on, you know, on Amazon or something. That lasted like a couple weeks. I bought another one that lasted like a week. You you think might think I'm joking. This le- legit all happened. Then I bought and I was like, okay, enough. Let's go for quality. I bought a refurbished uh, iPod Nano, like I you know just had um, online, and that wouldn't hold a charge, whether I turned it on or not. So eventually, shout out to hashtag Mom of the Podcast Jane Denson Furnace Doctor J for sending me her um, iPod Shuffle which is working great, knock on wood, and uh, I still use it. So, wow, another interception with Dolphins. I don't know how many fantasy points the Bills D has today, but they have two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, It's insane. I'll see if I can look at that later. Speaking of knock on wood, um, we... The very positive thing that happened this year, and listeners uh, for the past two months will know that ever since Thanksgiving, we started off each show in addition to our Real Housewives recap with our tonsillitis watch 2020. And the issue was in the last two years, 2018, 2019, I got tonsillitis like on or directly after Thanksgiving, and it sucks because it hurts so bad. So I was like, let's not do that this year. And I still... Knock on wood. No tonsillitis. I have been very concerned the last like five days that I'm going to get sick. I just feel like the throat is a little closed up. Um, energy is a little bit low. But honestly, I think it was just like being at my parents' house, traveling a little bit, new environment, not taking my multivitamins every day. Um, I think it was just kind of that, you know, all all together. Um, and I feel pretty good now, although I need to finish this episode because the more I talk, it's just like the more scratchy my throat gets and that's just, you know, snowballing. Um, isn't snowball the name of the cat in Stuart Little by E.B. White? And wasn't he voiced by Nathan Lane in the hit film with Jonathan Lipnicki, Michael J. Fox, Hugh Laurie, and, uh, Jeannie Davis? Are you impressed with my Stuart Little casting knowledge? Because I sure am. And I'm going to double check that after we wrap up this episode, but I'm pretty sure that was right, right? Those five actors nailed it. Um, Still no tonsillitis, knock on wood. And thanks, Mom, for the iPod because things are looking good. Um, Honestly, like late summer, I I was in a total rut with the Bean Tom podcast. I was tired of, you know, quarantine, work from home, like – it just wasn't that much going on. Um, I was working a lot. But we discovered, we took a trip, me and Rachel. Uh, we took a couple trips this year. We went up to um, Door County, our first trip uh, with each other in like June. And then we went to, 
Uh, Garage Band stopped again, but I'm back. We went to uh, hashtag friend of the podcast, been on a couple times, fantasy football comish Hunter Bolin. Uh, came on our uh, or has been on our show multiple times. He got married August first in Indiana, so we went there. And on our way back, the day after, uh, first we went to the beach in Michigan um, or Indiana. I don't I don't remember. Um, I don't even remember what we were doing all the way up there. Just hanging out, I guess. We were looking for something to eat. And Rachel, this is what we were in, like Michigan City, Indiana. Rachel discovered on Google Maps Papa's. Mini donuts and cheese curds, which has since become legendary uh, in Beantown podcast lore. Um, it is this older gentleman, older gentleman Steve, who I think used to own a construction company, is maybe retired now. Wow, touchdown Lions! Um, and he has a food truck. He is Papa. And he, it's just parked outside of his little house in Lowell, Indiana, middle of nowhere, literally in the cornfields. We discovered it, and it has since become a fan favorite. We've gone back to Indiana since then um, just for Papa's, basically. Um, and if you're curious, they uh, are very active on social media, especially Facebook. And they had a GoFundMe just uh, over the holiday season to save Papa's truck because they didn't get to do their fairs or anything, um, you know, state fairs, county fairs, whatever, and they raised like three grand or something. I pitched in, I think, 25 bucks to save Papa's, and I cannot wait to get back. Uh, but we discovered Papa's, which is great. Mini donuts with a shit ton of sugar on them, cheese curds, all sorts of delicious treats. Man, it's good stuff. Um, August, we had some wild things here. I'm just reading the titles of my episodes. First, we had a tornado in Rogers Park. I lost electricity for, I think it was two plus days. I had to go into my office um, physically because I didn't have Wi-Fi or anything here. And um, it was just really sad. And I think Rachel was gone or something or else I would have been at her APT. But um, yeah, that was wild. I lost power for multiple days, lost all my food. That was not fun. I had a fly issue in the apartment right after that. I had to buy fly traps. Wow, just all the hits here. Um, we had uh, sister. I already mentioned this sister of the podcast. Thanks to Abby Furness for doing our fantasy football preview this year, right around Labor Day, and that took us right into the fall, which was not super exciting. Um, you know, again, not getting to travel was tough, but, uh, you know, we, we made it through the fall, made it through election season, which was very hard on, I think most of us, but, um, it did my podcast election special, which was a lot of fun. I predicted the States. I think I just messed up two of them. I said, Georgia was going to be red and North Carolina was going to be blue. And it was the opposite. Otherwise I nailed the picks. Um, and then the big set piece, if you will, of 2020 at least the end of 2020 was our new england road trip that was basically cut up into four week uh four weeks i was originally going to record it or record segments on the road as they were happening but then i had a whole problem with my other computer and audacity it was just it didn't work frankly so we just uh i just gave you a recap week by week um in november basically 
Um, there are four segments, and uh, if you hadn't listened, it's pretty fun. If you're curious how my trip went, you can go listen. Uh, but, man, we were all over Boston, Manhattan, upstate New York, Baseball Hall of Fame, Green Mountains, White Mountains, Burlington, Vermont, uh, a crazy Riverview Lodge owned by a lady who was uh, accused of a hate crime. Uh, we went to the main shore and uh, got wet many times, hiked the third tallest mountain in uh, the Green Mountains. It was pretty fun. But that was our road trip, sorely needed, and I had a lot of Duncan, like more than I'm comfortable sharing. Uh, we got a PlayStation 3 from uh, Rachel's father, Jose. Thank you so much. And I haven't had a great, you know, I haven't had a ton of time to play around with it. I did a little bit when I first got it, like right after Thanksgiving. Um but I just, you know, December, you're you're out and about doing stuff, whatever. Touchdown, Bucks. Chris Godwin, that's his third today. That's crazy. I never should have traded that guy for my fantasy team. Then Rachel made her big debut in early December. She was fantastic. And then we had three straight Christmas episodes, Christmas movie reviews, a Christmas music medley. And last week, bringing us up to the present, we had our 2020 Christmas special Featuring Dad, Steve Furness, a blind snack cake taste test. You can watch the YouTube stream. Uh, Little Debbie Hostess, it was a real hoot. Um, and that brings us up to where we are now. That's the end of year three, my friends. It was a tough year. Uh, obviously, COVID was tough, and it made things tough for the podcast because I get so much energy and material uh, from traveling, and there are just so many good stories that come out of that. Um, and obviously, I, I was only able to travel a couple of times, right? When we had a good, but the travels I did had did have this year generated great stories. Alabama got a great rant out of that. Um, Indiana, Papa's Mini Donuts, the New England road trip, that was all really good stuff. So, looking forward, hopefully by the end of 2021 to getting back into some of the traveling because that's just that's the content that that the fans want but we're going to have more power rankings in 2021 we are going to kind of get back into um, some more guest interviews we really didn't have too many guests on the show this year we'd like to pick that back up and uh, we are plowing straight ahead into year four I want to take the chance take this time to thank everyone uh for listening to my show 156 episodes in um you know kind of simultaneously it is a lot of work and i also feel super lazy obviously this podcast is very low budget low production value and i pretty much do the bare minimum that's kind of what it's always been about i know this year wasn't as like sexy or exciting um you know as it maybe has been in the past but i want to thank everybody for listening i hope even though you know my material hasn't been amazing in year three uh i hopefully this was just a little something you could turn on 45 minutes monday morning or something um and something that you always have no matter what right we have put out an episode every single week for the last three straight years. And even though the quality is admittedly 
very low and I don't always have a lot to talk about. I've stuck with it. You've stuck with it. Thanks so much. Um, I really appreciate it. So uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. I'm sure there are many, many things I'm forgetting. I could talk for much, much longer, but I'm not going to because there's just no way GarageBand is going to hold up. (laughs) There's about to be smoke coming out of the back of my Mac, Mac Attack. Um, You know what we're going to do? For the last time in year three, we are going to queue up the tunes, and uh, that's going to take us to year four. We are going to be back just like we always are next week for more hijinks, more stories, more power rankings, more papas, more Real Housewives. Quinn is is here to stay, okay? I am going nowhere because I'm stuck on the couch. There's nothing to do. <laughs> so you might as well listen, and I might as well keep recording. Thanks to all the friends, fans, followers. Um, maybe this is your first episode. Maybe this is your 156th episode. Uh, shoot us an email, though. We'd love to hear from you. Introduce yourself. If you have any relationship questions or money questions or math questions, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, podcast at yahoo.com. We love listener engagement, and I love hearing from you all from near and from afar and i hope that we can see each other in 2021 and that you can come on this show thanks so much everyone for listening uh this was our year three recap and uh we are stronger than ever here streaming across beantown networks beantownpodcast.com soundcloud stitcher player fm youtube apple Podcasts, itunes Spotify, not CastBox yet. I think I still only uploaded like two, and that's all they're ever going to get. So TBD. Um, Let's get our music going here, and that was a lot of talking. I'm going to finish my coffee and take a shower, which is sorely needed. And uh, we're heading into January. Well, it's already January. And maybe I'll get drunk one of these days in the podcast, right? That hasn't happened in a while. That is fun. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay sane. And I'll check in on you in year four. Bye.